Hi everyone, this is Tony Tonkin. Thanks for listening to the Kids Matter podcast. If you like these podcasts and wish to support us in the work we are doing, then I invite you to log in to patreon.com slash childprotectionparty and support us for as little as $1 a month. Also, share our podcast with your friends and associates so we can reach more people and have more people connecting with us so we can improve outcomes for kids. This is a movement and you are an important part of it. Hi everyone and welcome to Kids Matters. This is Tony Tonkin and I've got a very special guest with us today, a Virginia Coombe who lives uh, in the country, I think is the best thing for us to say. And uh, I'd just like to welcome you to our Kids Matter podcast. Hello Tony. Hello, it's great to hear you. So I, I was hoping that we would be able to today just talk about a little bit about your history, where you come from, things that concern you, and that you are a first Australian, and that you certainly have some values and some beliefs around your heritage that I think are important to discuss. So perhaps you could just start by telling us a little bit about who you are. Okay, so um, I live in the country. Um, I have eight children. Um, I'm passionate about my both my cultures but mainly my Indigenous culture. I know you have an issue around children being removed by the, by the state. Uh-huh. I'm just wondering if you'd like to talk about that for a moment. I just think the policies and their lawmaking decisions are wrong in the removal of Indigenous children. Yeah. And what, what's been your experience around that? My experience is that my children were removed as well and I don't see proper judicial procedures happening within the system around that. What, what sort of uh, judicial procedures are you referring to? A law, laws. Uh-huh. What sort of laws? Okay, so child protection laws, so family law, mm-hmm. um, in regards to um, culture, they're learning their religion, which has been denied. Yep. Um, a lot of mistreatment that happens as well with children within the system and then having one right for one race and another right for another, which is wrong. Yep. So where do you, have you experienced those differences, though, where there seems to be yep. one set of rules for one and not for another? I sure have, mm-hmm. yep. Can you talk about that? Um, so other families that I know and that are of European descent, they have a lot more worse situations that have happened and it just gets uh, ignored and yeah it's more they're allowed to keep the children and everything else so are you saying that you believe that indigenous people um there's a i guess there's a sense of prejudice against them and they're unfairly treated as a result of that prejudice yes yes that's what i'm saying yep And what what do you think needs to happen to change those sorts of views? That I think within the departments, they need more workers that are culturally competent. All right, yep. So, so your experience is that you haven't necessarily found workers that have got those sort of competencies? 
Yep, and they don't really care either because they're just going on white men's policies. Yep, and if you were to if you were to see them more competent culturally, what sort of things would you like to see happen? The children learn their culture. They learn they're they're more mindful of things that happen within our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritually, yeah, with stuff as well. So, so what sort of things would they be? Can you tell us about? Um, if they were more culturally aware, then, Jenny, what do you think, um, what sort of decisions would they be likely to make that would be more helpful to Indigenous people? Well, I just think if they had more culturally competent, but even more Indigenous workers within the system, that they could be more mindful of the oppression that we've incurred from the white men, and I don't think the decision-making should just be up to the white men to make on... Would you feel, would on you feel Aboriginal more, children. Yeah, would you feel more comfortable if if those decisions were made by people that were a part of your community? Yes. Mm-hmm. And why, what sort of decision, how do you think those decisions would, would benefit would benefit your community? How? Because it's gone around the table, not just with the white men. It's gone around with everybody. So it'd be about, is it, is it about the community then making decisions about what's in the best interest of the child as opposed to the white man? Both, I think, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think that the decisions, if the decisions were made by uh, Indigenous uh, workers, that the decisions made by those workers would be more acceptable to uh, Indigenous parents? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you do you discuss sort of the issues around child protection within your community? No, people are too scared to talk about it, but I'm willing to, I'll, I'll stand up and talk about it. Yeah, good on you, and so you should. Um, do you, do, why, why specifically do you think they might be fearful of talking about this issue? Overstepping boundaries, perhaps, or law. Right, overstepping the boundaries. What sort of boundaries would they be overstepping? Oh, they don't, because everyone's related to everyone pretty much in the town, so they don't want to step on other people's toes, I guess. So, so they, I'm just confused as to what, how they'd be stepping on other people's toes. Okay, so if I want to rant and rave about, I don't know how I'd word it, um, management positions or whatever. Okay. Within departments or workers, or um, so if you were and then critical, if so you're saying that if you wish to be critical, that would create a problem. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. And how would that be a problem for people within the indigenous community, though? Um, well, I guess they're used to the white men making laws for them, but we're standing up finally and you're saying, well, it's not. We should be making our own laws or our own decisions. Yeah, 100%. When it comes to our affairs. Yeah. Do other people in your community support those sorts of ideas? Some do. Some are afraid to talk about it. But yeah. Yeah. So, so is there? Is there kind of? You seem to be indicating that there could be a groundswell around all this, but there seems to be a reluctance to take action because yeah. the community is fearful of, of, of the repercussions, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, what would those... Have you a sense as to what those repercussions would be? 
I'm not sure. It could be anything. So would it? A lot of people don't like to speak out about it. Because other, do you think that some may be fearful that they may lose their lose their own children, or they may not be able to get their children to them? Could be. Yeah. Could be. So, so when you, uh, Jenny, when you look at your particular struggles with the department, um, what what seems to have got in the way of you not having your children return to you? I feel it's racial. Mhm. Mm because I've um. Gone and above, I've applied to, um, so I've stuck with court orders and I've done extra than what I'm meant to do. And then, yeah. So sorry. I don't. Sorry. Sorry, you got stuck with court orders you've done. And I think, from what I remember nice. about you telling me about your history some time ago, is that you. Um, your life has changed considerably, has it not? From oh, yes, totally, totally. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah, she's Sorry, I'm out of friends and there's noise here. No, that's okay. Um, so you've been able to change your life significantly. Do you think that the changes that you've made have been recognised by others, by the department? By the department? Probably mm. not, no. I don't think they care really either. Yeah, what makes you think they don't care? Well, I mean, there's, like I said, there's one set of laws for one race and another for another. And, of course, Aboriginal people don't get the right, right end of the deal, I guess, or the stick. Mm. Mm. And they don't, I mean, my impression has been that there seems to be little, there seems to be a resistance to listening to you as well. Yeah. 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 Could you explain that? Like, what's that like? Okay, so I've gone through workers and everything, and then just for workers to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about or anything else, and then I'll go further again. Um, they said that I can't do that, and I clearly did. I went to, like, brought in the Royal Service Commission and even that. Yep. So they get investigated and whatnot as well now, where they never had that procedure before. Yep. What, what sort of investigation are you talking about? I'm not sure. Every Tuesday the office shuts and that's for meetings within the workers, probably talk about the work, work I don't know. But ever since I've done that procedure, it's it's done that. They've done that. So you've noticed a significant change? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. And you've also... But with my own children, no. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. So it might have been helpful to others, but not necessarily to you. Yeah. And you've undergone some education, haven't you? You've, you've got some certificates or, or diplomas or whatever as you know, since your children have been removed, is that right? Yeah, I've got extra as well as what I was meant to that was court required of me. Yes, I have. And do you think people recognise those particular achievements? No. <laughs> no, I don't. And why do you think that might be? Okay, because I'm part of the, I'm a descendant of the stolen generation and I, previously I've suffered from intergenerational trauma and they don't have anything that can help with that. I've rant and rave that there are outlets out there but no one listens <laughs> that could help with the healing process of it all and try and help us step a lot more forward with it. 
so what you've experienced in terms of your own children being removed, is that a bit like the dis your descendants' experience of the same thing? As well, yeah. Yeah, yeah and no, yeah and no. I know that their language is getting lost because they're not teaching them culture, which is what I've been trying to do. All right. So is that is that because they're in placements where the Indigenous culture is not celebrated? Could be. I don't know. All right, so you don't even know that? No. <laughs> so you don't know what your children are or are not learning about your own culture? That's right. Oh, what's that like for you to know that? It makes me angry and hurt. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. So are they things that you talk to the department about? Yes, and it always falls on deaf ears with them. That's they say they'll make change. And I mean, last time I saw my son, I gave him a jar of dirt. So I knew connection and he had that sense of connection. But I don't even think the carer gave it to him once I'd left. So it's important for you to have that connection, but clearly not that important for the carer to have that connection with him. No, that's right. Right. So given given that you've, I know you've had this battle for many, many years and you've persisted, you, you, you certainly haven't given up on it. Um, no. Do you, think, do you think there is light at the end of the tunnel for you, that there is likely to be a change? From what I've been told, no, but I'm not going to give up hope. So if you could think of, you know, one or two changes that you would like to see made that is going to make a difference for you and your other Indigenous people, what do you think those changes would be? I think there should be more Indigenous people on the, on the um, yep. as workers are making those decision processes yep. within the communities. Mm -hmm. I've often wondered whether um, child protection and should be left up to the communities themselves. That, well, I think so. You know, that, that they should have a panel or I don't know what you'd call it, a committee, I don't know, but you could have something whereby they look at the situation, they work as a community to rectify whatever the issues might be that are of concern, and uh -huh. they, they manage and deal with the problem. Yeah, well, that's right, and it's not, it's not like that at all. No, in fact, you seem to be saying that you seem to be saying that, in effect, you're excluded from this process. I am, even with any reviews and whatnot, when the law states clearly that parents are supposed to be brought in for those decision-makings, and I've, in the whole time, like, like you said, it's been a couple of years, I've probably maybe attended five reviews over the years on decision-making processes for them. Do they offer you an explanation as to why they don't... Not at all. Not at all. So you're just dismissed? Yep. My God. Um, so I'm hoping that from us having this conversation and getting it out there further that there will be other people in the community that will want to contribute to this conversation as well. Um, would you be happy to continue this conversation with others if they asked? Maybe. Maybe. I'll sit and listen. You'll sit. You're I'll listen and see what they say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, Jenny, look, thanks very much for being with it, with me today. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's a, it's an uphill fight and a, a, a battle. I understand that. Um, but if it wasn't for people like you, nothing would be achieved. So 
I'm sure that your community is grateful that you do exist and that you're doing what you're doing. So thank you very much. Thanks, Tony. And I'd just like to thank everybody for listening to Kids Matter. If you've got an issue that you'd like to further discuss with us, as has Jenny, please call me and let me know. Thank you.